one does not snort cognac clinger. Sounds good, Beach. Get out the howdy doody glasses. She's wearing a slinky blue dress, just like the one you wear to roll call. <laughs> He's winning trials. He's got more pieces than you. It was wonderful seeing you again. Wonderful? It was great. <laughs> yes. Hey, MASH fans. It's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-host, Kenny, and joining me, as always, my good pal, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 8, Episode 3, Gorilla, My Dreams. It's the 176th episode overall, directed by Alan Alda, written by Bob Colery, originally aired on October 1st, 1979, and the production code is S603. Major! Finger, go away. I've tried that. They keep bringing me back. Where's Tonto? Klinger. Where'd you get the eye shades? Firing squad surplus. Perhaps you'd like to borrow them when I have you shot. Shoot the hand that feeds you booze? You didn't. You did? <laughs> Napoleon Brandy. That's what you paid for. That's what you got. Ah, uh, Napoleon. Had you given more of this to Josephine, she might have stayed home nights. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have protected this. From the domestic swill, it would have bruised the crystal. <laughs> Profound apologies for ever doubting that you would actually procure this nectar. Where'd you get it? Don't ask. <laughs> Klinger, I've underestimated you. You may be a boob, but you have the cunning of a mongoose. Thank you, I think. Go ahead, have a snort. One does not snort cognac, Klinger. One entices cognac. First one warms it, then one lures the scent to the waiting nostrils. One urges it to insinuate its fumes through the joyous olfactory passages. I get the feeling we're not talking boilermakers here. Klinger, at this moment, I envy you your nose. Oh, yeah? In that case, sir... Can I have some? Klinger, when one receives a new divan, one does not invite the delivery boy to repose upon it. <laughs> Suffice it to say that you have earned my eternal gratitude and admiration. Okay, so the plot summary for this episode. Hawkeye saves the life of a Korean woman who turns out to be a North Korean saboteur. The South Korean Army Intelligence Unit, led by Officer Lieutenant Hung Lee Park, wants her turned over immediately for a particularly brutal interrogation and possible execution. To Hawkeye's great objection. She will live, yes? Taking some shell fragments. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah, I, I think she'll be all right. I'm Lieutenant Kim Jae Park, and this woman is my prisoner. We've got something in common. I'm Benjamin Franklin Pierce, and this woman is my patient. She's an enemy gorilla. Good, I'll frisk her for bananas. Do not be fooled by her civilian clothing, Captain. She's a member of the Communist underground, and as dedicated to killing as any uniformed soldier. She could be Lizzie Borden, for all I care. 
My job is to make sure she stays alive. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got a lot of other dangerous victims to look at. And the guest stars, we have Joshua Bryant returning as the wonderful Jack Scully. And uh, George Cheung plays the first Korean soldier. Now, George Ki Chung, born February 8, 1949, is a Hong Kong-born Chinese-American character, actor, stuntman, singer, and voice actor with an extensive career in American television and film dated back to 1975. He often played, no surprise here, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese and Mongolian parts. His career has focused primarily on television work, though, and he has had numerous supporting roles in films such as Rambo First Blood Part 2, Robocop 2, Under Siege, and Fist of the North Star. And then we have Marcus K. Amuke. He played second Korean soldier. Marcus's last credit was in the film The Abyss. Yeah, not not as good as the one before. No, no that's why he's second <laughs> Korean soldier, not first second Korean, Korean soldier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have Huanini Min, who played the gorilla woman. Uh, now, she has 56 credits to her name, and she also appeared in two episodes of MASH. And then we have Connie Zay. She played Nurse Connie. Connie was born in November 29, 1928, and died August 21, 1982. She appeared as Lieutenant Connie in three Season 8 episodes of MASH. However, her greater contribution to the series was probably as its technical advisor from 1977 to 1982. After she died in 1982 of breast cancer, an entire episode, as time goes by, was dedicated in her memory, making her the only person ever to receive such an honor. Yeah, that's a good fact. Oh, yes. And uh, Mako plays Lieutenant Hong Lee Park. Now, Mako, uh, I've actually put the... Uh, <laughs> I just you did. I, wa- I wanted there. to see you say that. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was born December 10, 1933, and sadly passed away July the 21st, uh, 2006. He was an Oscar and Tony-nominated Japanese-born American actor, and many of his acting roles credit him simply as Mako. That's right. He was just Mako. I remember Mako. Mako. Yeah. Uh, in some big movies back in the in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Kelly Nakahara, a chorus, returns as the lovable Kelly Yamato. All right, we can move him now. Carmen! Margaret Houlihan, as I live and breathe, heavily. Is that so? Scully! Finally figured out a way to get back to see you. I stepped in front of a speeding bullet. Pierce! Hey, that's, that's true. Scully! Scully! Yeah, yeah. What do say, Doc? Well, the bleeding stopped. Luckily, you have a self-sealing belly button. You were in a lot worse shape the first time we met over at Rosie's. Yeah, that's a night I'll never remember. I do. We were under adjoining tables. Could we talk about parties later and get him into surgery? Surgery? That's where they go. I keep sending him to the laundry. Honeycutt! Hey, Margaret, relax. He's going to be all right. Hey, Scully. BJ. Told you that rat got to put a hole in your stomach. You know, you're right. From now on, I'm paying the extra nickel for the good stuff. He's in agony. He just won't admit it. I don't know what's in your belly, pal, but we'll dig into it. You better take him, Bijou. I'm going to work on that woman over there. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. If you want to start us off, Mids. Okay, well, uh, I'll get started by saying I gave this one an 8 out of 10. Wow, okay. Uh, yep, and the reason why I gave you out of 10 is because, funny enough, I never used to like this episode when I was a bit younger. Uh-huh. Um, it's only now, uh, having an understanding of, uh, you know, the attitudes of war and everything, that yeah. I kind of appreciate things. Um, the, the whole thing where the, 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 the doctors, you know, will help an enemy soldier, you know. We've discussed this many times before and, and how, you know, it, it can be perceived. But this one's a, a classic example of how... Um, even though they 
they only find out really at the end, let's face it, that this she would kill you without a shadow of a doubt. But they, they still don't regret their actions and they still don't regret the fact that they tried to help her, whether that's misguided or not. Could well be. I think they probably get a little bit too, um, you know, stuck in this mould of wanting to get her away from this fairly yeah. nasty piece of work who's going to interrogate her. Um, but the, also another reason why I really like this episode is uh, at the time of, obviously, of recording here, we recently just lost um, David Ogden Styers. Mm. And I, I, it's in this episode actually that I love the way he plays Winchester. He gets this wonderful bottle of brandy, and I, I remember, and I do this now, is that that's how I hold brandy. That's exactly what I do, <laughs> and I do it purely because of watching David Ogden Styers do this. And he says the most wonderful thing, which I, I hope you play, which he turns around and calls Klinger, just says to Klinger, "You may be a boob. You may be a boob." But you have the cunning of a mongoose. And I just love the way he <laughs> says that. It just makes me so, so happy. And the funny, the wonderful thing is about that is when you see David holding that brandy glass and warming the glass with the liquid and then smelling the beautiful, you know, the stilroma, mm-hmm. the history of the drink, it makes you want to have a drink. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they ever used him to promote brandy or cognac, you know, but they should have done. They should have, um, yeah. And and I noticed that you you was really happy to see Scully back, and so am I. I think he was such a wonderful actor and was well, character, I should say, uh, that we only got him in two episodes. It's such a shame. I, I think he's only two episodes. It's only two, um, yeah. Yeah, I would really like to have seen him come back. I really would have done, and I think he would have been a bit like a Sidney Freeman, you know, somebody who pops in uh, all the time, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, eight out of ten for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, I gave it seven out of ten. I wasn't. It was. It's a good episode, but it, it just. It's, let me first. Scully was amazing. I, like you said, I wish they brought him back. I think he would have been a good love interest on and off with uh, uh, Margaret. Yeah, I just like their chemistry. They really yeah. just it, very it clicked really well with them. And you know he was he was strong and forceful, but still oh, just something about their their chemistry that really worked. And I would have liked to have seen it explored more in future seasons. And unfortunately, yeah. we don't get that. Um, my thing was was Hawkeye right or wrong? in doing what he was doing. You know, I understand the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm, you know, but if she was legitimately a bad person, Mm. you know, did he he have the right to to intercede with their policies, with what they do? You know, she, I mean, we know as the viewer, because we see her pull the IV out of the, her, you know, uh, the patient, yeah, yeah, the, out of the patient. So we knew she was being. You know, they didn't see that, so they didn't realize what was going on. Nah, but we did, and we we're like, oh, she's bad. And then she tried to, you know, she did lots of bad things. So I had a hard time with Hawkeye's attitude and them trying to get her out. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, know. I think that I think them them trying to get. Her out was just going a bit too far, I think. Yes. Because you, yes. you're not only putting, you know, other people at danger, but you're also getting the driver yeah. in trouble as well because yes. I mean, he, he doesn't know what's going on. He does, he oh, yeah. He's just following orders. So it just, it, that kind of irked me. That's why I gave it a seven because it wasn't really, mm. I didn't, I mean, and I, I, I guess it was, it's actually a good episode that they did that because, you know, I'm sure that happened all the time. Yeah. You know, you were dealt with that question of, do I save this person just so they can take them and kill them? You know, in <laughs> essence. Yeah. You know, why am I wasting my time saving them if they're going to just go and torture them to death? But they are not good people. If they're the, you know, if they are the gorilla and they are the ones killing, you know, Americans and other soldiers. Mm. I don't know. It's it's a it's a good 
It's a good, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, it, it was good. I liked it. I liked the, the uh, Winchester playing chess. Oh, yeah, I did have that written down. Yeah. That whole scene was the best, just because he's so pompous and he's so, you know, I have this, and then all of a sudden this guy just goes after him, and, and Winchester, you know, Winchester's doing the, the distraction thing, and he's mm. coughing, and he's, you know, all, that's, that's, that was just such a fun scene to watch, because it was so the, Winchester. The, the ridiculous thing of that is, as well, is that he loses his queen on that move. Yeah. And that, that, that piece was blatantly there for quite a long time, and he really should have noticed that three moves beforehand. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I played chess, and I was there going, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I did enjoy that scene. That was a lot of fun. And I, I did, as you mentioned, the whole beginning scene with uh, Klinger and the Brandy. Mm. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was just... All the Winchester stuff was always fun. And oh, yeah. this one in particular, especially since we just lost him. You know, when mm. I watch this, I watch this... Two weeks ago, I think, or when we originally were going to record, and yeah. it was fresh. He had just passed away, yeah. so it was it was very it was very nice to see these moments with him because he's such an amazing actor, and it was fun to see true Winchester in this episode. I, I actually struggled to watch um, watch it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's my. Well, favorite, I knew you would. Yeah, because yeah. he's like your ultimate favorite character. So, oh, uh, I, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Harry Morgan passed away, it was really difficult to watch. Yeah, because yeah. he's my favorite on the on the show. So, but yeah, but overall, it, it was it was it was a good episode. It made me think, and it made me really question Hawkeye's actions. Mm. Um, even BJ, BJ went right along with it. There was no, you know, I don't think we should do this. Yeah, which is what you would would you expect? expect kind of? yes. I don't know. It'd probably be the other way around slightly. I think, but normally, I suppose, yeah, but... I, I suppose what we learn though is it's. Um, you know, eye for an eye, two for a tooth. Who makes? Who's the better person at the, the people, yeah. isn't it? I'm not saying yeah. they should let the person get away because you say that, but I think there should have been, you know, they, they shouldn't hand him over willing to somebody who's going to be a torturer. But again, like we said many a time, this is a, a television program based for the 1950s. We we look at this in you know our modern day eyes, in which we, you know, True. even even recently with stuff like Guantanamo Bay. You don't like the idea of people, uh, as much as you hate them, but you don't like the idea of somebody torturing somebody yes. for information. You, you kind of think that we've moved on a little bit. Yeah. That's why we should have truth serums. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> or just tickling people's feet. But, but no it's, one it's, likes that. <laughs> yeah, but it's also hearsay. They only hear what this guy is supposedly going to do. I mean, I'm sure it was true that he was going to torture her to death. Mm. But, it, you know, it's not like they saw him in action and thought, oh, my God, this is going to be her fate. If that knowledge was was readily available, but that, that this guy would torture someone to death, that surely goes against the Geneva Convention, yes, which, it which, does. which came across the Second World War, which yes. you know the, <laughs> we stopped people from murdering loads of people because of that. <laughs> yes, so yeah, it's just there's yeah. But again, uh, this is this is a classic example, though, that this is what makes Mash such a good television program. In fact, we're talking and we're debating about say that. this subject. You know. Yep, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yes. And, and like you said, it's still relevant today, in today's times. Yeah. Even absolutely. though this was written 30 years ago for something that happened 50 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's still relevant today. That's what I, that is one great thing about this, this series. Mm. Mm. That guy Park is one tough cookie. You know it? A little. It's a small war. Can you believe that guy? I've never tried that hard to get a girl. 
Doesn't he think she's a gorilla? I don't care what he thinks. All I want to do is heal her wounds. Uh, you might be wasting your time, Hawkeye. Whether she's a gorilla or not, from what I hear, if he gets hold of her, he won't let up till he's got what he wants. You mean torture? Well, he starts with torture. Then to take your mind off the pain, he kills you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not this time. Not with my patient. Gorilla or no, that lady has some of my best knitting in her, and I'm not going to let Park unravel it. All right, let's go ahead and move on to... Oh, I have IMDb. All right, so the IMDb... Have you seen a doctor about it? (laughs) (laughs) The IMDb rating for this episode is 7.3. Oh, so So, really, with you you and your 7 and my 8, it's uh quite quite happening. Almost in the middle there. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. You boys may be in over your heads here. Has it occurred to you that this lady could very well be what Park says she is? Sure. So do we turn her over to some guy who just wants to kill her? What the hell are we doing? Nursing her back to death? Well, look who's run out of patience and wants one of mine. Sorry, you'll just have to wait till we get the woman back on her feet before you break her legs. Fierce. No matter what you may think of me, Captain, I have no reason to lie to you. That woman is our enemy, and she is dangerous. She's dangerous? Right now, she doesn't have the strength to stick her tongue out at somebody. Colonel, as commanding officer here, you know I cannot be denied my right to question that woman. Nobody's denying you anything, Lieutenant. You're just jumping the gun a bit. We want to give the lady a chance to recover, that's all. You're a doctor. You're concerned for an individual life is admirable, but impractical. Your gentleman is like chess. Loss of a single pawn is insignificant. All that matters is winning the game. Yeah, but in chess, you just capture a pawn. You don't take it into a room and beat a confession out of it. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind-the-scenes. I had a really tough time finding some behind-the-scenes. I actually found one fact that I thought was really interesting that I'm going to share with you guys now. It was, this episode marks the first time the phrase, son of a bitch, is uttered on American network television series. Ah. So, yeah, and I heard it, too, and I was like, whoa, okay. I could have sworn that Hawkeye has said some son of a bitch before. No, maybe he says it after, but he's never said it prior to this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. And he says he'd be such a good... Uh, oh, he does. Such he, feeling as He well. delivers it well, yes. You can tell he yeah. means it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, I have the uh, the fun uh, macabre fact. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, was going to do a fun fact. I really think this is interesting, but I was like, I can't call it a fun fact because it's not fun. It's so fun. I, I went with macabre. Macabre, yeah. Okay, then. So, um, McLean Stevenson is the man we all remember for playing the role of Henry Blake. But as you know, the television show was adapted from the 1907 feature film MASH. And in the movie, Roger Bowen also played the same role. Well, Stevenson died on February the 15th, 1996. And Bowen died on February the 16th, 1996. What's more, their deaths were eerily similar to each other. Both men died during heart attacks. Now, that is actually quite a... a Isn't it interesting? Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Very interesting. I could call it a fun fact. They should have, they should have died, though, the other way around, though, shouldn't they? Because yes. they came before... <laughs> came before... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, would have, yeah. that would have made sense. Well, you know. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Psst. Hey, nurse. Come over here. I need you. What is it? Are you in pain? No, I feel great. That's why I need you. What are you doing? Stop. I'm making a tent. Want to come in? Scully, I'm on duty. Okay, what time do you get off? I'll pick you up in my car and we'll go for a spin. You just relax. Now you've got to save your strength. I've been saving it all day. I'd like to spend a little. Scully. Look, I know you're on duty. You're an angel of mercy, right? 
Okay, Angel, show me some mercy. Scully, I have a ward full of casualties. Let them get their own dates. I have our trivia. The last episode question was, which actor from the movie played the same character in the TV series? And, of course, the answer is Gary Burkhoff, who played Corporal Walter Eugene O'Reilly, a.k.a. Radar, in both movies and TV series. And for this episode's question, what was the anesthesiologist's name who appeared in the first 10 episodes of season one of MASH? Ooh, nice question. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. I'm going to yeah. try to make these a little bit harder as we go, because I got some uh, answers from the last few that we've done, and they were great. So I appreciate everyone sending in their comments uh, oh, and answering the questions. Yeah, really good. But they're also saying they're easy, and I'm like, yes, I know they're easy, so... This one will be. This one will test you, your your mash uh, trivia here. Pierce, honeycut. What's going on here? Your doctor has attempted to sneak my prisoner out of here. Fortunately, I stopped him. Yeah, there you go. Are we just gonna let them take her? Honeycut, there's nothing I can do about Amateur it. you're ripping her stitches. She says you're a fool and she curses you. Oh, she does, huh? I'm not lying, Captain. Look at her face. She says you save lives of those who kill my people and rape my land. I would kill you as I tried to kill my enemy in your hospital. As I would kill this murderer, I would gladly die if I could kill but one of you. Now, if you have heard enough, Captain. You can't wait to get at her, can you? Can you? You have already taken enough of my time, Captain. Can you not see that this woman's life is more important to you than it is to her? I will go now. You don't want to be late for your killing. You have done your job. Now I will do mine. MASH 4077 Podcast is all over social media. If you'd like to email us, you can do so by sending your emails to mash4077podcasts at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at mash4077podcasts. You can find me, Kenny, at geekyfanboy. And you can find meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook group. You can search mash4077podcast. And if you want to read our show notes or get more information about the podcast, you can do so on our main website, which is at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geeky fanboy. All right. So I think that is going to do it for this episode. Yeah. So uh, both of us, we enjoyed it. Definitely made us think and question uh, Hawkeye's actions. And, and it was good to see Scully again. Yeah. And uh, Winchester is always amazing. And it was a nice little tribute to uh, David Ogden Steers since he had passed away. So, great. Well, I am Kenny. And I am Simon. And we'll be seeing you. So long, Jack. Take care of yourself. I'm sorry we didn't get to spend more time together. I understand perfectly. You're probably seeing another casualty on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret. You want to see if we can get you a stretcher for two? Pierce, you want to wash your mind out with soap. Goodbye, Margaret. Bye, Scully. It was wonderful seeing you again. Wonderful? It was great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and thanks, guys. Glad to do it. Hurry back. Next time, leave out the bullets. 
you doctors did a terrific job on him. All part of the service, Margaret. Yeah, all we did was make sure he was ready for action. It's too bad he had to leave before he saw any. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world, so if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.